Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined my, by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. Yep, this is the episode where we do our top 10 most anticipated the movies. Movies of the year didn't work last year, not going to work this no, year. No, it sure won't, Jimmy. I had uh, a lot of fun, though. <laughs> We've got a great episode for you this week as uh, featuring, as Jimmy already mentioned, our top 10 anticipated movies of 2020, but also our review of 1917. That one movie podcast. Yeah, but first, Jimmy, we need to hit up some Toms. I am not in favor of beating up people known by the name Tom. <laughs> like Tom Brady this week, am I right? Oh, <laughs> that topic. relevant humor, Holden <laughs> Sutter. Topical. I can always count on you for that. <laughs> Let's do uh, the Toms. Huh? All right. Toms, the Toms, the Toms. All Jimmy, you ready for some Toms? Yep. Nice. Toms is a rapid fire game where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Let's get to it, huh, Holden? So we had a couple trailers drop this week. Um, first one I want to talk about, just so we can kind of get it out of the way, is Birds of Prey, new trailer. Uh, the, the movie Birds of Prey coming out in about a little less than a month from now. Got its, I assume it's its final trailer at this point. Um, and yeah, what do you think, Jimmy? It's like the first one. I guess it's a little better. I think it's a little better. I this this trailer got me a little bit more excited because. You liked the other trailer more than I did, so maybe this one just, like... Did I? I think so. <laughs> I think you were a lot more positive on the first trailer than I was. You know what? I'll give this trailer a Brokaw if when she blows up Ace Chemicals, they kill off the Jared Leto Joker. Like, yeah. it's implied. If not, I retroactively give this trailer a bird draw. <laughs> that was... I, I liked that scene in the trailer quite a bit. I like that we finally see uh, Black Mask's mask. The black mask. Yeah, it's it looks black and it's, it's a not mask. blackface. That's it good. It is not. It's like a, a black skull. Yep. Yeah, but it it actually looks a lot like the one from the Arkham game. Uh, when I when I, I I didn't actually look up the image from the Arkham game, but from what I remember of it, it looks quite quite similar. Yeah. Um, you got Ewan McGregor. You got all the the birds of prey, which includes but not limited to Huntress, uh, Renee Montoya. Black Canary and uh, Harley Bla- Quinn. Harley Quinn, <laughs> but also the other one, Cassandra Kane, who is a Batgirl. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. All right. All the lovable characters you've come all, to love. <laughs> all the ones you love from previous entries. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a lot to say. I thought like I the action in this trailer. I thought was kind of entertaining i I like the visual style of it yeah it it pops it's very Mm -hmm. colorful i'm i'm really excited to see what they do with the r rating i guess i'm excited for hopefully not a big gray cgi monster at the end yeah which i don't think it will be 
doesn't look like it would have. Um, Plot twist. Black Mask is just Clayface. Clayface. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I have always wanted to see Clayface in a movie, but I don't need that. Not here. Let's get a Deathstroke cameo. Yeah, another one. <laughs> another one. <laughs> After Justice League. But a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have much to say about it. I don't know if I'm... I just <laughs> think watching this, I'm like... I just don't know if I like Harley Quinn as a character all that much. At least the current iteration of her. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I really liked her in the cartoon and she's stuff very like that. cartoony. Yeah, I don't know if she lends herself to being a live action character. At least in this interpretation. Apparently, the DC Universe Harley Quinn show is pretty good. Uh, the animated show that's on that uh, streaming service is pretty good. But again, that's a cartoon, so like. I, I'm kind of with you, though. I, I think the she might not be the best for live action. We'll see. Maybe she'll be great. I kind of like that she snorted coke and then was, like, shooting people. Classic Harley Classic Quinn. Classic Harley Quinn. Let's move on, huh? Hold yeah, on. I'll give that this trailer a uh, broke, I guess, because I'm a little bit more excited now than I was before. Good for you, Holden. All right. <laughs> so next, uh, we have New Mutants, which this is a trailer. Mutants. I- Newtons, Newtons, Fig Newtons. Um, where I was more excited for this trailer just because of like the history behind this. I, after we talk about it a bit, I kind of want to just mention like some stuff that has been going. It'll kind of relate to the Tom, some stuff that's been uh, going on with New Mutants lately. But what you we I I had Jimmy watch the first trailer because I'm not sure if he ever watched the original one when it came nope. out. Um, and then we watched the new one. Uh, so Jimmy, what'd you think? We don't need no education. I like how the trailer music doesn't work in the first trailer two years beforehand, and then they bring it back, and it still I, doesn't work. Why? Like, I am a huge Pink Floyd fan, and I don't <laughs> I don't understand why they thought that song works for the trailer. I thought it was why it was a good idea in the first place. Um, yeah. Outside of that, though... As someone who didn't literally didn't know anything about this movie movie other than that um, Arya Stark was in it, Macy Williams, <laughs> um, it looks like a better version of Glass to me. Yeah, I get that. I mean, maybe it's just because that the girl from Glass is in it. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But I got like this is what Glass probably should have been vibes from it. I okay, so you said. You liked the newer trailer more? I didn't really. Oh, maybe. Maybe the newer one a little bit. Maybe that's why, because I watched that one first. Okay. I, so I thought I liked the original one more and I didn't really remember liking it when it first came out, but, and it it was kind of curious to me because supposedly the newest vision of this movie is closer to how the director originally wanted it. Like he wanted this like horror movie um that's also like a superhero movie but he wanted lots of horror elements into it and the newer trailer i thought didn't give off as many of those vibes i thought the first one was a lot more like cerebral and just kind of weird i thought i i definitely got a horror vibe from the new trailer so yeah i mean as someone who watched it first okay i did get the horror vibe okay um I and so I'm I'm hoping that that remains true. I do know it is PG-13, so it's probably not going to be that scary, if scary at all, to us. But I don't know. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh Ooh, boy, that was PG. That was P- I'm pretty <laughs> sure that right. was PG. <laughs> That's right. Um, 
Yeah, but I it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, I guess. And it, I like I I remembered the first trailer being a lot worse than it was. I think I the movie looks pretty interesting. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely more interested in that, it now. I think that not knowing it was, like, a horror movie, I'm like, oh, this looking like a horror movie makes it way more compelling in mm-hmm. my mind than sure. just some sort of... It's the the mutants in school. The, the school's bad. They got to leave the school. I thought, uh, what's her name? The girl from Glass. I can't remember that actress's name. Um, but her Russian accent is really bad. When she's like, I killed the people one I by one. I people one by one. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty bad. Yeah. I hope she doesn't talk a lot. She probably will. She's a pretty uh, renowned actress at this point. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I if it's I'm I'm glad it's going in this direction. I'm glad P, the I think the screenings have been going pretty well. So maybe this movie that's been in development hell will actually be good. I don't know. Yeah, the, it, it'll the, be better than Dark Phoenix probably. Yeah, which uh, is fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess disappointingly not as bad as one would. I hope. do agree. It could have been worse, and I would have liked it to be worse. Yeah, what a shame. Really um, missed opportunity to make a trash <laughs> movie. I'm going to give this trailer a Brokaw, I guess. Yeah, Brokaw. Um, so, but that actually connects into uh, some Toms I want to uh, talk about. Um, so Disney website, when this, I, I think after this trailer came up, a Disney website accidentally, and I have accidentally in air quotes, accidentally labeled it as the next MCU movie. Um, there's been a lot of talk. I, we might have mentioned it on the podcast before um, that the re-edit that they did took out any references to X-Men aside from like the word mutants because I mean uh, I mean it's in the title and this and they say it in the trailer. Um, the re-edit took out any X-Men references and there's been hints that it might be incorporated into the MCU. So yeah, I guess I don't I don't know if this is an accident if that was an accident. They took uh, Disney took it down after like people started tweeting about it and stuff off of their website. So it might not be. And uh, another thing that uh, in the original edit of this movie, John Hamm was in the after credits scene and he played the famous X Men villain Mister Sinister, but not anymore. Uh, spoiler spoiler alert! Apparently, the re edit um, Antonio Banderas is in it as an unnamed villain. So, all right. Um, I would guess that it's not part of the MCU because if it was, they would say it because that would make this movie get a lot more money. I, that's a good point. There's no incentive to not say it's part of the MCU unless it's like some sort of twist at the end. That would but be that's that dumb. would be my guess. If if for any reason they incorporated it into the MCU, that would it's be like the end of gla- uh, the end of Split when it's like, oh, we're making glass. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. What, but what? I guess what do you give this? This? I think it's not going to happen, so Bombadil. There you go. Yeah, I'll give it a Bombadil as well. Uh, some more Marvel news this week. Uh, we're actually getting the Morbius trailer uh, yep. <laughs> this week on Monday. Speaking of my not top 10. That's <laughs> not, I didn't even think, like, we made this list. I forgot about it and I saw it on the release date schedule. I'm like, boy, I just don't care. Nope. <laughs> um, uh, it's, uh, for those of you who don't know what Morbius is, Morbius is a Spider-Man Two character. Jared Leto. Yeah. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Jared Leto's starring in it, and it's a Spider-Man character, sometimes villain, who is a vampire. Okay. 
Um, and so some images leaked this week uh, to mostly positive reaction, I guess. I saw it and I thought it looked kind of bad, but I don't know. I didn't have Jimmy look at it because I didn't. I knew he wouldn't care enough. Um, Should I look, look it up right now? If you want. Morbius. I think people just like it because I think it looks accurate to the comic, kind of like Venom. Morbius. Ven- like, look up Morbius movie. Oh, I think that's it. I think that's the image that was released. Ah. You keep talking. Okay. Uh, but anyway. Uh, wow, Jared Leto's not even wearing any makeup. <laughs> <laughs> um, Singer! So, <laughs> so we're going to see this trailer on Monday, so you can expect a trailer reaction from us uh, next week. But um, some reports this week have also been saying that it may take place in the MCU. We get these reports for, like, every Marvel movie that has come out like like especially the sony ones the venom movies keep having these rumors but the this this one supposedly it will only be like loosely tied and that's because uh, supposedly j jonah jameson might be in it wow and it'll be like the same j jonah jameson from end of far of home so if i guess far far from home far from home yeah i thought you said like far of hope i'm like no far from home hey if you ask me this is just more BS from Sony Marvel, <laughs> am I right? Nice. <laughs> oh. You're on fire today. I actually got ah, getting some good ones. Get fire extinguisher. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I if it's connected, I'm only okay with it connecting the MCU if it's like good. I guess if it's really bad, then that's just like a bad look for Marvel. I guess. I'm always open to there being more movies because Marvel's currently on a good streak. With like, in my opinion, right now, I'm pretty much liking most of what what's coming out, um, and so more the better. But if this is just bad, then great. <laughs> what do you think, Jimmy? <laughs> Bombadil. I don't even remember what the news was. Yeah. The leaked image. It's a lot of Morbius stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna give it all. I'll give it all a Bombadil too. Who cares about this movie? Um. Scott Derrickson will not be doc- uh, directing Scott, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. He was, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see this. Um, so he was the director on the first Doctor Strange movie, and he left due to apparently creative Doo-doo. differences. Yeah. <laughs> due to <laughs> creative differences with Marvel. Uh, they parted amicably, and he's still uh, going to remain on as an executive producer, which, as we know, is a credit that means nothing. He got fired. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, maybe. I don't know. Hey, Very possible. All I want to know is when did Kathleen Kennedy take over Marvel? Am I right? Oh, jeez. <laughs> she, she, she and Kevin Feige switched jobs. Yeah, <laughs> that's a joke for all those people who go like, Luke. People get fired at Lucasfilm all yeah, the time. Yeah, we get it. Um, but so this is also I, I saw this. I didn't write this down, but I saw that apparently, like after he came out with this announcement, that like Blumhouse. Uh, productions came and like had or like offered him a deal so that almost makes me wonder if like this movie has been like scary yeah that well like this movie has been pegged as like partially a horror movie so i wonder if he was wanting to go like hardcore in a horror direction and marvel doesn't want it yeah then wasn't kevin feige like retracted his statements where it's like oh well it's not that scary he's like oh it's a horror movie but it's not that much i didn't i didn't see that but i could right after it happened um, but when you said, when you talked about New Mutants, it made me think of this, how like the original director had made it more of a horror movie yeah. than, than Fox, one, 20th Century Fox made it, and then Disney, I guess, turned it back a little bit. Yeah. 
It reminded me of that, and I kind of wanted to do a tease, but I forgot because I'm okay. not very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it, that's just like that's weird. Like, why would I guess the New Mutants? The reason why they'd put it back in a horror direction is because it's not connected to the MCU. But like, I don't, I don't know. If they think that's how it'll make more money, why don't they just do that with Doctor Strange? Seems uh, weird to me. I don't think that's how they. I think. Uh, I think they want. I don't know. I'd I want to see this as like a horror movie. Yeah. So I mean, I'm sure it'll be good regardless because most Marvel movies are. But I kind of if that's the reason why he was fired. This is a lot of speculation on our part. So don't. So aside from his We've firing, got some take hot it. Scoops. Yeah. Aside from our fire from his firing, I'm take the it one that agree. fired him. Did you? I did. He called up Bob Iger himself. Dang. No, Bob called me. Oh, He's like, fire that man over there. <laughs> Scott Derrickson. Scott Derrickson. Uh, I'm going to give this firing a bombadil, though, I guess. It's a bombadil because it sounds like Disney was like, you know, that's too scary. And people are going to be mad because they feel like they're going to have to see this movie since they're all connected. And then they're yeah. like, that was too scary for me. Yeah. I didn't like it. So they're yeah, raining it in. sucks. Yeah. Whatever, I guess. Anyway, um, more I Marvel think it's movies. just madness. Am I right? A multiverse <laughs> wow. of madness. All right, just stop while you're ahead. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Christian Bale uh, was announced to pre- he's in talks to be in Thor: Love and Thunder in an undisclosed role. But to me, I'm like, if Christian Bale's gonna be in it, he's probably the villain, right? Probably. Like, I feel like an actor of his caliber wouldn't want to be anything aside from a main character. So like. Probably the villain. I'm surprised he's doing a Marvel movie, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, he does. I mean, he doesn't seem like the kind of. Per- I, mean, I mean, he did the Batman movies, but mostly because they're like not really superhero movies. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, or the Dark Knight. I should say the Dark Knight trilogy. But um, yeah, I mean, if he's wanting to do it and he puts in is you know some actual work into it, I guess good. That's my thought on it. What do you think? <laughs> I guess whatever. Yeah, I'll give it a broke off. I'm not particularly excited, I guess, even though I'm a huge fan of the Dark Knight trilogy and like Christian Bale as Batman, but he just seems kind of like a jerk. So. He does. Bergeron. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of excited to see interviews where him and Chris Hemsworth are in the interview together and Chris Christian Bale just gets really mad and then Chris Hemsworth is just like, <laughs> just kind of laughs, <laughs> or something like that. Uh, they don't seem like they would probably get along. Um, We don't have to spend very much on this one because this is kind of old news I, I colin farrell was just confirmed to be the penguin this week but like we kind of oh. knew that did we i thought so i don't know okay well i guess maybe if you didn't uh yeah colin farrell's the penguin confirmed by matt reeves so uh what do you think of that jimmy uh he's got to put on some weight yeah <laughs> get that man he doesn't look so, you know like the captain america's get that man a shield it's get, get that man a fat suit get, get that man some food get that man donuts <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, he's a really good actor. Uh, last time he was in a superhero movie was Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> Which I like bringing up because he's really bad in that movie. Colin Farrell. Uh, yeah, I'll give he it. peaked at Fantastic Beasts. He really did. <laughs> I'm going to give it a uh, broke off. Sure, why not? <laughs> uh, I mentioned this to you before the podcast. You hadn't heard this yet, Jimmy. Um, the Uncharted movie, which... As I, this article I read said that 
it has gone through six directors, not counting this one. I'm that, waiting for my phone call. Yeah, uh, six directors before this one, but they just said that uh, Ruben Fleischer, I think that's how you say his name, well, uh, is now signed on to be directing the Uncharted movie. He previously directed the Zombieland movies and Venom. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Jimmy? Oh, man. <laughs> As some of those movies have funny quips, and most of them are not funny to me. Yeah. I, I think for the... I don't... I just... Uh, Zombieland... The Zombieland movies are, like, fun movies, but they're not that good. They're, like, okay. They're, they're good, fine. I get. Yeah, they're fine. But I don't want but a not fine great. Uncharted movie. Yeah. I, <laughs> he hasn't say, really let, proven himself. Let's I just guess. say I wouldn't be disappointed if Uncharted went through another turn. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I said, just hey, get Neil Druckmann you know and just get him to direct the movie. You know what? I if he stays on, this could be the movie where he turns around as a director. He could be really good. I don't know. I'm always willing to give people a benefit of the doubt, especially someone like this, where he's like, he's just kind of made like his movies are fine to not very good <laughs> with venom you know who could make it who jj abrams oh my god no <laughs> <laughs> that's what everyone would love we need ryan I was johnson gonna, i was gonna, gonna ryan johnson on here i was gonna say steven spielberg but he did indiana jones so i don't think he oh, would do it no he wouldn't uh speaking of ryan johnson though uh final piece of news this week uh ryan he johnson died. wow he did that's too bad much to the uh uh, the rowdy, rowdy, rowdy applause of many, many Last Jedi haters. Yep. <laughs> no. Um, no, but Ryan Johnson is supposedly working on a script for a Knives Out sequel. Hear about this? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's he. I think Why? it's. Why? Well, I think it's kind of like a Murder on the Orient Express, like that detective. It, it, apparently, it's just going to be another mystery starring Daniel Craig's character. Benoit Blanc. Uh, Why? <laughs> I don't know. Because this one made like a lot them. of money. I liked that movie, but I didn't like it that much. I okay. I I think if Ryan Johnson actually wants to make it, and it's just like the only like reoccurring thread is his character, I think I'd be excited for it. <laughs> I, I mean, I I would still look forward to seeing it, but I want to see something different. Yeah. Like he already did it, and I'll do do something else. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it won't even be a. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll be like a different genre, just with his character. Maybe it's not even a mystery. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know, Jimmy. You're you're not being as happy about this as I thought you'd be. Bergeron. There you go. I'm gonna give it a uh, Brokaw. Pretty excited for that. All right. Now that we're done with uh, the Toms. I know. I think we gotta mention this. What's the name? Did you hear about this? What? What's the name of the original actor who played Robin? Uh, wait, 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 wait. I should know it's this. It's uh, Bert or Bert Ward. Bert Ward. I gotta find this article. This came out this week. Um, uh, sidewalk. He was in the Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, crossover recently. Uh, He reprised his role as 1966 Robin, even though he's, like, old and fat, I think. I think he's fat. Maybe not. All right. What is it? The (laughs) 
<laughs> so Bert Ward apparently claimed that ABC gave him pills to shrink his penis <laughs> when he were filming the Batman original TV show in the sixties oh because the bulge in his pants was a was inappropriate for public <laughs> television. <laughs> is this true or is this an old man saying shit? <laughs> uh do you have a quote? Yeah. Here's <laughs> Ward's quote. They thought Robin had a very large bulge for television. Um, what? The Catholic League of Decency com- complained. And apparently ABC was so concerned about the enormity of the problem uh, that the company took matters into its own hands. According to Ward, he was put on medicine from a studio doctor that would, in his word, shrink me up. I took them for three days, and then I decided that they can probably keep me from having children. I stopped doing that. I just used my cape to cover it. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> well, that's, that's the 60s. So that's there's a... Broke for you. <laughs> I can give that a bombadil. That's kind of sad, actually. Yeah, I'll give the yeah bombadil. There we go. There you go. Uh, now we'll go on to do our top ten. I think we'll do our uh, top ten list first. Uh, top ten anticipated movies of 2020. Let's get to it, Jimmy. We're doing this first, Holden. Yeah, I think we should. I last, I mean, last week I wanted to wait until the end for the top ten movies of the year, but that's just because I wanted to talk about uncut gems first. But I mean, obviously, 1917 is not going to be on this list because it's already out. So, uh, yeah, let's just do this now. Throw, uh, mix things around a little. So you're going through your list this time, yes. and I'm just going to make my remarks, and then yeah. I'll go through mine at the end. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go through my list. I actually I have several um, honorable honorable mentions. Honorable. I, just, I can't talk. Honorable mentions I want to mention uh, quick first, um, and I, I won't really talk about them a whole lot. Uh, but yeah, let's get to it. Um, so my, for my honorable mentions, I have Wonder Woman 1984, because I guess, sure. Uh, Mulan. Mulan actually didn't make it onto my list. I am pre- I am kind of excited for that movie, though. Uh, the trailer looks pretty good. Um, I have Free Guy, um, which I'm excited for because I saw part of it filming in Boston. Uh, the Invisible Man, uh, New Mutants. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, mostly because it looks bad. Um, the Bob's Burgers movie, because I think Bob's Burgers is, is, is quite funny. And Scoob, uh, which we reviewed the trailer of several episodes ago, the new Scooby-Doo animated movie. Uh, that's that. Um, so number 11, Jimmy, and I'm, I'm curious. I, this is probably at least in your honorable mentions. I'm curious where you have it. Uh, I Oh, I should say, I, I said number 11 because I have 11 on my list <laughs> instead of 10 because I couldn't decide what I wanted to do. I was very indecisive, so I'm just, I'm just going to have 11. Um, so for number 11, Jimmy, I have Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills? Yeah, the sequel to the, the 2018 Halloween movie. Do you have that on your list at all? My list is gone. I don't know what happened to it. It disappeared. I'm what? very concerned right now. I literally just had it on my phone and it's gone. I don't know what happened to it. Do you like? Do you remember them? I. You keep going. Halloween Kills. It's on my list. It is. Is yeah. it in your uh, in your top ten? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Halloween Kills. Uh, excited uh, for it. I thought the 2018 Halloween sequel was pretty good. 
Um, it definitely had a lot of problems too, but it was a pretty fun movie and I haven't seen any of the other Halloween movies aside from the first one and that one. I found it. We're good. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently it's, uh, it, it, I'm, I'm excited for it. And they were, they were filming this one and a third one back to back. So there's going to be Halloween kills. And then in 2021, there's going to be Halloween ends. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll, we'll know this one's going to end on a cliffhanger. Which I'm pretty sure Halloween the holiday is going to continue. Yeah, after it will not end in 2021. As much you want, as you want it to, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> she's going to die in one of these movies. You know it. No, she's not. No? No. You don't think so? I, I think mean, she not- should wear a Spock mask. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get Good. it. Yeah. Um, I Okay, here's what I'm going to do. You say it, and then I'll just say if it's on my list or if it's not, and then I'll go through my order at the end. Okay. Do you want we'll to do you, do you want to say anything about Halloween Kills? Uh, I liked the I liked the one from 2018. Mm-hmm. 2018. I thought it was a fun time. It's a decent movie. I don't. Yeah. Some people hated it. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really understand the hate, but I think it's. Uh, I think it was quite a fun movie. I like it when he steps on the per, the face and it just smushes like a pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And I like how the sheriff looks like John McCain. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. That was good. Nice. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's some cringy moments in it, but I, I, I thought it was a fun time. Sure. Uh, number 10. Uh, this one, I'm not, uh, maybe you're not even aware of this one. I've seen trailers for it. I have Promising Young Woman here. Nope. Have you seen trailers for this? Okay. Nope. Um, I can't, I think it's Carrie Mulligan stars in it, and she's like, she suffered some sort of like trauma. I, it's not really clear from the trailer what it was, but she like, she goes to bars and like, like. Pretends oh yeah, I've he, seen this one. Yeah, the trailer for this. This was in the theater. Did I see? This? Probably. I saw it before Uncut Gems. I mean, yeah, you saw that's it before when I that. saw it. Um, she goes to bars and pretends to be too drunk, and then has people who are like want to take advantage of her, and then she like either beats them up or something. Maybe kills them. I think she kills them. Probably kills them. Um, but it, it just kind of looks like a really interesting movie. Um, I thought her performance looks pretty good and Carrie Mulligan's a good actress and yeah, I'm just kind of excited to see what it is, I guess. Not on pretty my cool. list. Not on, is it not even on? Well, I guess. Yeah. You, we're confused by it. It's not even honorable mention. Uh, number nine, I have the conjuring. The devil made me do it. That's in my honorable mentions. Okay. It's that's a really bad title. <laughs> and it's by the, the guy did the curse of La Llorona. Oh, that's right. It's not James Maybe I Wan. retroactively don't want that in my top 10 or top 11. Then. I think that's why it would be normally it's the, th- the third major installment of The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. Normally it would be, but I was like, yeah. Well, Conjuring 1 and 2 are very good. Um, and I would hope I would hope James Wan would at least like make sure this isn't terrible. I, I know he's a producer on I it. He might be a writer, too. I don't think he cares anymore. Probably not. <laughs> I think he cashed out. Yeah, it's a shame. I'm really hoping this movie's good though. And we'll get we'll get a couple good performances out of uh Patrick Wilson and whoever the Vera is. Farminga. Vera Farminga, that's her name. <laughs> we'll get some good performances out of them, I'm sure at least. <laughs> we run a tight professional ship here. Yeah. <laughs> One movie podcast. Do you have anything you want to say about it? Uh, like I said, I I really like the first two Conjuring movies, mm-hmm. the main ones. They're, it's probably, 
I mean, I love James Wan. Yeah. Uh, so I would really be looking forward to this if it was not <laughs> the director. I mean, I didn't see the Curse of La Llorona, but apparently it was just bad. <laughs> apparently. <so. laughs> uh, I'm I'm hoping it's good. I almost put it in my top ten, but I didn't. Okay. Cool. Um, now the next one, number eight, is one that kind of surprised me that I even put it in here, but I'm I am kind of excited for it. Bill and Ted face the music. I see. I haven't seen Bill and Ted, whatever the first excellent one's. adventure. Yeah, yeah, I haven't I, seen it. I haven't seen the second one. Apparently, it's not as good. But I'm just really excited for it because it's something Keanu Reeves is very passionate about. <laughs> He's like really excited for this. I remember. Th- I think it was this last summer. He and I. I can't remember who the actor who plays the other character in uh, in uh, those movies. Um, but. I, they had like an announcement video on Facebook or something where they announced that they had gotten the funding and stuff for this movie. And Keanu Reeves is so excited in this video. <laughs> you can tell he like really, really wants to like go back to these movies and just be like this like lazy, like this stoner, like like layabout loser guy. Um, and I think the first movie is pretty. It's like it's really dumb, but it's pretty funny. Uh, I'll have to watch the second one. But yeah. I'm, do you have anything to say about nope. it? All right. Um, number seven, A Quiet Place Part 2, Jimmy. That's in my top ten. All right. Um, yeah, the trailer looks very good. The first Quiet Place movie is good as well. Uh, we just talked about the trailer, I think, last week maybe, uh, or the week before. Um, Can I add something to that? I sure. should have said something. Um, but we saw it again before uh, 1917. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to just say that that opening shot of it is like straight out of like children of men too i said last of us but i haven't like, seen children of men we really so spoil i think anything. we should really watch that movie okay bef- we should review that movie sometime okay. because i need to rewatch it i own it i just haven't like gotten i believe to it's it. roger deakins that would make sense speaking of roger deakins i did not realize he did fargo yeah i did not see yeah. didn't realize that um yeah but the, i mean this movie looks good uh i hope it stands by the horror roots of the original you can't really get a sense of that in the trailer um but yeah i don't know what do you think jimmy it's in my top 10 i'm looking forward to it i like the the children of men sort of cinematography vibes the last of us it's very last i get a lot of last of us um i'm liking how it it didn't go into like the monster hunt direction the first one kind of ended off yeah like hinting at so, but that also makes me wonder, like, how they're why they're not going that way, like, what or how they wrote around that, like the just characters kill off not having that. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, number six. This one I would be surprised if you even heard of Wendy. I saw that on the thing. I didn't bother looking it up though. Okay, so it's the director of Beasts of the Southern Wild, which came out in 2012, I think. Um, it's a mo- that's a movie that's very like, f- uh, magical realism, I guess is what it's called, where they have just a lot of like fantastical elements, but like, you're not really sure if it's really fantastical or if it's just real world, like imagination kind of thing. And this is like a retelling of Peter Pan, but with like the, it's just like very, I don't know. Y- you guys should just go watch the trailer for it. I think it looks really cute. Um, I, Jimmy, you should watch the trailer for it too. I think you'd probably think it looks interesting. All right. Um, number five, the organ donor. I saw that name. I, I didn't look it up. Well, Jimmy, you should uh, you should know what this is because it's the uh, project name for the new Saw movie. 
Oh, well, that's the project. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I have to. Adjust I knew my you. List. I knew you weren't gonna have it on there. You were oh. gonna forget about it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, so. Mulan. You just got bumped out of the top <laughs> ten. <laughs> So, so yeah, the uh, new Saw movie, oh it's coming out gosh. in May. Well, I got to uh, change my number one. <laughs> How did uh, I forget about the so, new Saw movie? <laughs> We've mentioned it before when, like, they announced it was being made on this podcast and stuff. But me and Jimmy absolutely love the Saw movies. They're really bad, but they're so funny and so <laughs> entertaining. Like, oh, my God. Uh, before I came... I what? Disclaimer. I love the first Saw movie. The rest of them are garbage yet entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I will defend the first Saw movie. But I think it's the first... also bad, but I love the concept. <laughs> I think the first Saw movie has a lot of really good things, but also a lot of really bad things. Oh, and yeah. the most of the rest of them are just really <laughs> what bad. What are you talking about? It has the best car chase of any movie ever. When it's just, I don't remember It's that. just a head-on shot of a car, and the camera's just wiggling. And you can tell oh, it's just in a studio. God. And it's like the same... <laughs> It's so bad. It's just sound effects. They're clearly just sitting parked in the studio, not oh actually my. driving. So and it's I, just green. So this movie will probably not be called The Organ Donor, but that's just what like the project name is called right now. I'm surprised we haven't really gotten a trailer or anything, but I assume it's still coming out in May because it doesn't oh my these movies gosh. aren't that hard to make. I don't Dude, think. I'm getting like The Last of Us Part 2 and this movie. Like, in the same month. Like, maybe even the same week. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad I just brightened your day there, Jimmy. Oh, there we man. go. I totally forgot. <laughs> 2020 is going to be the best year yet. <laughs> uh, number four, uh, Black Widow. Black Widow, not on my list. Not even honorable mention? I think I gave it an honorable mention. Okay. Um, I, I like this trailer a lot more than Jimmy does, but I mean, mostly the reason why I have this on my list is just because it's the next Marvel movie, I guess. I don't have the Eternals on here cause I don't really care about the Eternals yet. If the trailer comes out for the Eternals and it's like really cool, then I'm sure I'll be excited for it. But Black Widow, I mean, I am like, we know Scarlett Johansson's character, so I'm just kind of excited to see what they do. And they got David Harbour and Florence Pugh and Rachel Weisz in it, and so a bunch. Can I, I want to retroactively review this trailer. This trailer, like, I think the movie is gonna be like decent. That the Black Widow trailer is absolute garbage. It is. I disagree. It is the most cliche trailer that has ever been. It's literally just low rumbling music, expository dialogue. I agree dialogue. with that. I think the music. I think the soundtrack in it's it is low bad. rumbling music, expository dialogue, shots in black and white from the past. There's nothing. Ex- I think the only really exciting thing about it is like David Harbor as the whatever, Red Guardian. Red Guardian. And I I just think it like it doesn't the trailer is really bad. I just want to no, throw that out there. That's I think you're you have your Marvel blinders. That's on. probably true. But you know what? I'm not gonna sit here and talk 20 minutes about it like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I said, I think the movie's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. I think the trailer is so bad though. It is so cliche. Okay. Okay, fine. Jimmy. You'll realize. You also it in didn't 10 like years. the Endgame trailer, so the Endgame trailer is so much better than this one. I mean, it is, but I still think this one's good. I can't believe you thought the Black Widow trailer is better than the Wonder Woman trailer. I definitely think that it's better you than the have, Wonder Woman. You have your Marvel blinders on. No, so it is, hard that is not true. Yes, you do. No. Okay, fine. Whatever. 
Agree I think disagree. regardless of which movie you think is going to be better, objectively, the no. Wonder Woman trailer is so much better. Agree to disagree, Jimmy. All right, number three, I have Tenet. Tenet. That's in my top ten. Tenet. Of course it is, Jimmy. I'm sure it's in your top two. <laughs> Might be. <laughs> saw, um, saw it change the game, man. Oh, dang. <laughs> um, but yeah, Christopher Nolan's new movie where there's time stuff in it. Uh, and it's star- it's got a good cast. Uh, again, one of the things recurring things on this list I think is good cast. Um, but yeah, we don't really know much about it. It's new Christopher Nolan movie, so that's why I'm excited for it. What do you say, Jimmy? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'll probably say more when I go through it. my list. But um, Christopher Nolan looking like he's going back to a blowing our mind movie. Yeah, for sure. Very Inception-y. Kind of in the pocket, in the Christopher Nolan pocket. Yeah. You got too realistic there with Interstellar and, and Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Yeah, we need to get back to some fun stuff. Um, number two, I have Dune. Dune. That's Dune. in my top ten. Yeah, probably one of your top two. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just spoil my list. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Dune, uh, directed by Denis Villeneuve. Uh, the Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve, uh, whatever. You, that guy uh, who did Blade Runner 2049 and Sicario mm-hmm. and Prisoners and all these good movies. And then also Enemy. <laughs> um, Enemy, is it good? Is it not good? It's, it's, you it's tell right. me. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah, if you guys ever watch the movie Enemy, me and Jimmy kind of think it's... You know what? It's pretend. It's really pretentious. If you, th- I think Ad Astra is like the <laughs> is enemy an hour and a half, or I is it two know. hours? It's re- it feels really long. It's though. very similar in Ad to Ad Astra, I guess. where it's like a not I, a very long movie, but it just feels. I like I'd it's rather so watch Ad Astra again though, because at least it I has like too. certain like like the Moon Pirates and stuff. Moon Pirates. Um. A- anyway, that was off off topic. But anyway, Dune. It's an adaptation of the novel. Um. The famous science fiction novel. There was already an adaptation in the 80s, um, but apparently some people like it and some people think it's not good. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I mean, I'm very excited for this. Also has an, a very, very good cast. Uh, for those of you who are fans of heartthrob Timothy Chalamet out there, he's in this movie. Um, but And Jason Momoa, I think, is too. Got a couple heartthrobs. My man. My man. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, just just excited mostly because of the Denis Villeneuve uh, attachment, I guess, to it. Or as we all said in 2013, Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, uh, Jimmy, what do you say? Yeah, Dune. It's Denis Villeneuve. He's one of the best directors out there doing it. Mm -hmm. And he also made Enemy. Yep. (laughs) Which I think is a good movie. I just didn't like it. I Blade Runner twenty forty nine is one of my favorite movies. I really I, need to see rewatch that. I've only I seen lo- it once. Really? Yeah, yeah, you need to rewatch it. I love that movie. I like it more the more I watch it. Like I've I've probably seen it three or four times at this point. It's gorgeous. Like it yeah. Roger Deakins. Is Roger Deakins doing this? I don't think so. Okay. Well, I'm sure it'll still look good. Because of the, direct. I don't think he is, but I'll look That's it up. That's a shame. Up. But whatever. I might be, I might be getting him confused with Hans Zimmer not doing, um, Tenet and yeah. doing this instead. Okay. Um. Anyway, well, I'll move on to my number one. My number one is Last Night in Soho, Jimmy. 
I saw a poster for that. I don't know what that is. Okay, so Last Night in Soho is Edgar Wright's new movie. Oh, sure. Yeah, and so Edgar Wright, for those of you who don't know, he's the director of Baby Driver, of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, of Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, all of these great movies, and all of these movies that are among my favorite movies. All four of those alone are like, I don't know if they're all in my top ten, but at least a few of them are. They're all there's I love them so much. He just like he's his the, the movies he makes are so funny and so quick and witty. And they've I, I I don't know. I just they're so good. And I'm sure if any of you have seen any of those movies, you probably like them as well. And so this movie is actually not a comedy, though, which is different for him. I think it's a horror movie. Um, so, but I'm, Ooh. I'm just curious to see what he does with that. I you guess. have PK'd my interest. Hold yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's my top 10 list or mm. top 11 list rather. Top 11 list. Yeah. Uh, Edgar Wright. I think his movies are good. I don't like them as much as everybody else does. I still like them. Okay. Have you seen Scott Pilgrim? Yeah. Okay. It's fine. It's, it's a, so I, good. It's a good movie. I just. It's fine to me. Okay. Like, I acknowledge, I understand why people really like it. Yeah. And I can appreciate it, but it's just not for me necessarily. All right. But I'd like to see him do a horror film. Yeah. Yeah. Curious. So my top ten, hold on, I'll go through all my, a million of my honorable We'll mentions. just brush over the ones that we already talked about. Yeah. Um, follow up on the Dune cinematographer. It is, I think his name is Greg Frazier. He is the guy. I wonder if he has any relation to Brendan Fraser. Probably not. Um, <laughs> he did Rogue One. Uh, he's going to do the Batman, and he's doing Dune. So I mean, right. Rogue One's a good-looking one? movie. Yeah, it's so. a pretty movie. All right, give it to him. Uh, all right, uh, my honorable mentions. I'm throwing Milan in there now since Saw came in, which was my number ten. But okay, uh, the Invisible Man because it's my man Lee Manel. Yeah, and also been, the trailer gives everything away. Yeah, terrible trailer. Uh, we, I know almost we were as, I know almost we, as bad as the Black Widow trailer. I'm just kidding. The Invisible Man trailer is worse. If I if you have, I know we reviewed it on the podcast, but if you have not seen the Invisible Man trailer, just don't watch it. Yeah, really don't. Uh, no time to die. Was that in your honorable mentions? No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should be. Uh, Black Widow, Scoob, Free Guy, Venom Two. Godzilla versus Kong. Did you say that? I didn't put that on there. Uh, I just, I just spectacle. Yeah. Birds of Prey, Conjuring, Devil made me do it. Marvel's Eternals. Did you have that? I didn't even have. I should. I I'll put that on my honorable mentions. And then Eternals. I have one with an asterisk. Uh, I'll put New Mutants on here. Why not? And then uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which technically came out last year, but it's getting a wider release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, later this month. So that's my honorable mentions. Number 10, then, is Antebellum. Yeah, I saw the trailer for this. I don't know uh, if it's going to be good. I, I I don't know anything enough about uh, it. The premise is su- successful author Veronica Henley finds herself trapped in a nightmarish reality and must find a way to break free of the horrors at hand. Looks very similar to Get Out. Uh, it's from the same producer. Mm-hmm. Jordan um, Peele, I think. Or is it just the not, same producer? I, it's just the same. Okay. Pr- it's not Jordan Peele. Well, um, I know he's not directing it, but yeah. In the trailer, it shows like a plane going over like a southern plantation and looks like the 1800s. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. It looks interesting. It might not be any good, but it. I. <laughs> I think for me, I would say the top three 
I'm really looking forward to. And then there's literally everything else. Oh, and no. there's not a big difference between those. Uh, number, I'm trying to figure out how this is. Number nine, since our saw threw me off, uh, is After Yang. Have you heard of this? Nope. It is an A24 studio sci-fi film. The premise is in a world where robotic children are purchased as lived as live-in babysitters, a father and daughter attempt to save the life of their robotic family member Yang, who has become unresponsive. Sounds weird. Okay. It's an A24 movie. Those are all usually pretty good. Yep. I'm down for a weird A24 movie. Yeah. Uh, Ex Machina, man. One of my favorite movies ever. Yep. Is an weird. Let's go A24. with more Ex Machina and less The Witch, huh? <laughs> I think they're both good. Okay. Settle down, okay. Olin. Number eight, Annette. Have you heard of this? Annette. Maybe. It. <laughs> okay. The, the synopsis. Uh, the, film t- the film, it's a musical. Uh, the film tells the story of a provocative stand-up comedian, Adam Driver, and his wife, a world-famous soprano, uh, Marianne Cotillard. 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 Like I said, yeah, who is she's an inception, inception, and um, Dark Knight Rises, the Dark Knight Rises. Thank you very much. <laughs> would, have, would have been lost there, completely <laughs> forgot. Uh, it's their glorious or their glamorous life takes an unexpected turn when their daughter Annette is born, a girl with a unique gift. Uh, and Adam Driver's character's name is Henry McHenry. Okay. So it's a musical with Adam Driver. I mean, come on. What do you want? Is he a good singer? No. <laughs> do we know that? He sang in Marriage Story. Oh. Well, I mean, he's also acting there. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't really care. Yeah. I'm just really interested in this. Okay. <laughs> uh, number All six right. is Halloween Kills. Number five, which you didn't have, Holden, is Malignant, which is James, Wan, James Wan's next film. Oh, I forgot about this. Yeah, it probably Maybe still wouldn't be in top ten. But number four is Wonder Woman eighty four. Is there anything to say about Malignant? Uh, no. Oh, okay. It's James Wan's next movie. That, what else do you need to know? Holden? Okay. Has James Wan not proven himself to you yet? Wonder Woman eighty four. Really? Because it's I'm that looking, high? I said, man. I said it's three and the, oh, sorry, not number four. This is I have to add one to the number five. Okay. And Malignant is number six. Number seven is Halloween Kills. Okay. Because they all bumped oh, down one sure. from Saw. Number five is Wonder Woman 84. Like I said, it's the top three and the rest. I'm not. I just want to see um, Pedro Pascal, man, and more stuff. Yeah, I, like I guess. Yeah. Looks looks decent. Looks all right. Uh, number four actually is A Quiet Place Part Two. Okay. I thought the trailer was good. Probably would not be as high without that trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and good old Killian Murphy. Yeah, he's a good actor. We and love him. Oh, man. Now I got to figure out my top three. I'll probably... Uh, I'll go number three, Dune. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just because Denis Villeneuve... This sure. sounds like it's just a ch- huge movie. Mm-hmm. It, it, the scale of it. I think it's going to be two movies, too. It's going to be two movies? I think so. Wasn't that the thing? I don't know. Because the book is really long. Like, it's a really big book. I thought they were splitting it into two movies. I could be wrong. Maybe I, I'll look that up right I now. I don't know. I never heard that, but it could be right. Um, Dune is just, Denis, like I said, Denis Villeneuve is, in my opinion, one of the best out there right now. So, 
any movie of his is an event film in of itself and this film is like an event film so it's like ultra event film mm-hmm. um then if maybe i'll let you look this up before we move on to number two uh i'm seeing things that uh it looks like it might be two when would the I'm other one come s- out i don't know i'm kind of skimming over it i don't know i'm not i, I didn't give great a investigative <laughs> journalism there listen i want to just get going so uh number two tenet <laughs> oh my god uh, what could number one be then jimmy <laughs> Uh, number two tenant Christopher Nolan man time to return to form Mm -hmm. Nolan none of this Dunkirk crap I'm just kidding (laughs) Dunkirk's pretty good Uh, but like I've I've said I love Inception man that's uh, my second favorite Nolan film behind the Dark Knight since Inception they've all been fine I really like Dunkirk but I've only seen it I still have not seen Interstellar I probably should rewatch it yeah I don't know, Matthew McConaughey. I don't really want to. <laughs> just don't really want to. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, it's going to be a return to form from my man Nolan. Sure. The man with the punchable face. He does. He does have a punchable face. <laughs> <laughs> and then number one, of course, is the Saw movie, man. Come on. The organ donor. The organ donor. The organ trail. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you're in here first i'm so glad that i threw off your just completely (laughs) threw off your list by bringing that up i am too i'm so very excited for that we are going to review it on here that was probably the best news of the year (laughs) so i mean it's the beginning no i meant of last year that that was happening yeah that was the biggest samuel L. jackson's in it too and chris rock man it's gonna be good is tobin bell still jigsaw we don't know Hope so. I hope he's just lying on the ground <laughs> for a few weeks. I hope Samuel L. Jackson is the new Jigsaw, <laughs> which he probably is. He probably is. <laughs> I'm Jigsaw. That's my Samuel L. Jackson. That was wow, terrible. That's good. Good one. <laughs> oh, am I in the room with Nick Fury right now? Wow. <laughs> good job. He's too dangerous to be left alive. <laughs> Where is my super suit? <laughs> wow. Good one. Couldn't even tell. Oh, I got some other stuff to say before we wrap up. There's my top 10 list, better than Olden's, as you could tell. Nope. Uh, uh, here's some... Oh, this is new this year. I call this the Holden Please Don't Make Me See This list. <laughs> uh, on here is Escape Room 2. <laughs> I haven't seen the first one, so I probably won't Oh, that's won't right. You, you Googled it. Oh, well, we'll have to see it before it comes out. Oh, huh? my God. Minions of the Rise of Gru. <laughs> We're seeing that one. Bad Boys for Life. No, I don't want to see that. The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. I haven't seen the first I one. hate the Hitman's Bodyguard. Do I really? do not think it is funny at all. I think it's one of the worst looking movies ever made. I've never, it's I've just never like seen it. It's just like fuzzy. The light like they're like standing in the foreground as an actor and then it's like light behind them and it's just this glow that covers their face and I think it just looks Maybe I should watch terrible. It it's so like it. unremarkable. I don't like it. And then finally Trolls World Tour. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't make you see that one. So out of those I'll probably make you see. We'll probably review Minions Rise of Gear for this podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> And we'll probably go a Saturday matinee when it's just a bunch of freaking kids. 
Hey, that's what made Frozen 2 bearable to watch, so. No, it wasn't. I thought so. Maybe. I, I thought it made it I a little bit funnier. I blocked that out of my mind. All right. Here's other media I'm excited for. This would be games, TV shows. Uh, Last of Us Part 2 is number one on this list. Mm-hmm. Probably behind Saw overall or anything. A new Batman Arkham game, if it comes out this year. Who knows? It's oh, funny because I, I had both of those. Tom and Tom's. Yeah, you didn't mention it. You're, you're blowing it. Well, then you're fired. Yeah. Um, uh, Both of those were on my list last year, by the way. (laughs) So thanks a lot, Naughty Dog and WB Montreal. Um, Cyberpunk 2077. I'm sure everybody in the world will play that at some point. Mm -hmm. Iron Man VR. Apparently it's really good. good. Coming out like February. Uh, Avengers game, if it's good. I'll probably wait for the reviews. Ghost of Tsushima, if that comes out. Mm -hmm. Although I might not buy that until it's on sale. Mando season two, Mandalorian. Sure. Uh, there's this new show, Netflix show called Space Force. It's by the creators, of one of the producers of The Office. It's a comedy, and Steve Carell is going to be in it. So is John what? Malkovich. What? <laughs> so okay. <laughs> sounds like it could be good. And then Better Call Saul season five, because I feel like Better Call Saul should be the next thing I watch. All right. All right. Um, I, I just have a few extra things like that too. For my for video games, I have Last of Us Part Two as well. Um, I I'd put the Batman game on there as well if that actually comes out. Uh, Half Life Alex, even though I don't have anything I can play it on, but I'm just excited a new Half Life game is coming out. And Doom Eternal, which is probably the game I'm most excited for, if I'm being honest. I know, man. Doom, Doom one's so good. Ugh. Um. But then for TV shows, I have Fargo uh, season four coming out, which mm-hmm. also has Chris Rock in it. He's starring in it. So that's cool. I'll, I'd put Mando on there. I forgot to put that. Uh, Westworld season three oh, is yeah, coming that's out this right. year. Um, and the BoJack Horseman uh, series final season, which comes out January 31st. So very soon, but very excited for that. So that's that for me. All right, that's the that's what you can look forward to in 2020. Yeah. Nothing else. Nope, don't look at anything else. I like how we didn't mention the Pixar movies at all. Because <laughs> I don't care. I don't either. <laughs> we'll probably review them, though. Yep. Great. <laughs> On to 1917. Jimmy, we saw a movie this week. Uh, it's a little little movie I like to call 1917. That's what everybody calls it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Jimmy. Um, but and, it's a... And who speak English, anyway. That's true. Uh, uh, but, yeah, it's a war movie about World War One. takes place during World War One, I, I should say. Uh, and, yeah, synopsis. It's about these, these two guys, and they're like, hey... Or they get orders from their general, and they're like, hey, you need to go stop this uh, attack from happening uh, several miles away. Uh, your bro- One of the guy's brothers is in this uh, battalion that's going to do this attack. But if they do this attack, they're all going to run into a trap, and the Germans are going to kill them all. It'd be a slaughter of like 1,600 people. So that's not good. So they need to stop it. And so, yeah, that's that movie. Yep. Pretty good. Uh, so my thoughts on the or overall thoughts on this movie, I quite liked it. Um, you'll hear it probably a few times during this podcast, but it, it's very similar to Dunkirk 
in a lot of ways. Just a lot, it kind of that it's this very slice of a war, like, and even just a battle, very slice of, uh, of this time period. It doesn't really focus on the war as a whole and more of just the small story that doesn't even necessarily have, like, it's not like this is the mission that's going to end the whole war or anything. It's just this one mission uh, that may or may not have happened during the war. Um, but yeah, it's it's very similar to Dunkirk, and I really liked this movie, Jimmy. What about you? I like this movie. I didn't like it as much as I thought I was going to or I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I, I had heard it was intense. I think there are moments of intensity. I was expecting a crescendo of intensity, and I don't feel like we got it. I thought the first act was the strongest part of the movie, um, and I maybe a little bit into the second act. And I was interested in where this movie was going because I, I think it, I think there are certain storytelling risks I didn't see coming, mm-hmm. and it went in an interesting direction. Um, I don't think. I just didn't think it was really substantial or added anything to the war film uh, uh, filmography to kind of warrant its existence other than the amazing cinematography of doing it as a as a, making it look like one take. Yeah, which is pretty incredible. It is really good. And and you can we can kind of talk about that yeah. for a little bit here. You can tell where some of the cuts are there's some places where it like passes behind a rock or it just gets like very like they walk into a dark Dark. place Mm -hmm. a dark corridor or something for a moment and you can tell like oh they obviously cut it there and stuff or or it kind of pans out of frame to like the environment Mm -hmm. there's nothing it's there's no moving people really yeah you can tell that was a cut there but even like without those things or even with those things like these takes are very long and very like impressive mm-hmm. like, there's there's certain one and there's certain uh shots in this movie that are just like incredible and like e- e- like the amount of work that had to be done by the actors and the uh, uh cinematographers and stuff we can't really get into it i guess without spoilers but yeah um, so this movie is not based on a true story, but kind of based on true events. I'm, uh, this mm-hmm. is an Esquire uh, article I'm just pulling up. That um, So it says here, the Germans um, did kind of set this trap, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of the premise of the movie. They're walking into a trap. That's not really a spoiler. Um, they did. There are other elements of the movie that are based on real things that I won't spoil um april 6th 1917 the day this movie takes place is significant in history um because it's the when the u.s the united states entered world war one okay but it's this date doesn't really have any actual significance in terms no. of where this was taking place why well, in the u.s aren't like featured in it at all either no because it's all british troops and the mission didn't really happen but yeah. it could have apparently well, yeah, it's like because it's it, kind it's, of based on a, a a fable that his grandfather told him. It says, mm-hmm. which I think is fine. Yeah, I think that's cool. I mean, like we we hear a lot of war stories, and obviously, war stories are ones that need to be told. But I think just yeah, I I think having these made perhaps made up stories are fine too. Um, as long as it doesn't like make any like just be blatantly false <laughs> or something. Yeah. Uh, 
I I will say some of the things I appreciated about this movie is that it didn't feel like propaganda. No. I think some movies can be like kind of glorifying a certain side or something. I don't think the the German portrayal in this movie is I mean it's not very flattering but no. I don't think it's like offensive. Um I, I just like the German portrayal for me it's just it kind of just seemed like from the British perspective, but yeah. it wasn't like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like super evil, which like makes sense because a lot of British troops wouldn't be, probably wouldn't even be thinking that. I mean, I'm sure some people would be like, oh, I got to kill a bunch of Germans and stuff, but a bunch of British soldiers are there and like, I don't really want to kill people. These people are probably fine. <laughs> like, Yeah. I think, so one of the big themes of, of World War One is that the soldiers, they fought. I mean, their trenches were so close together that they, they really started to realize that the other side was just as human as they were. Mm-hmm. And I think that that it really has no play in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some human elements in a certain part, but it, it doesn't humanize the German really yeah. at all. And I think, I mean, it's not like... It's not a flattering portrayal of Germans. I think some people could kind of interpret it as a little um, offensive just because, like, I mean, I think you could talk your way to be like, oh, this Sherman did this because the, because it was, like, instinctive and all mm-hmm. that. Um, but so that part just seemed like it, for being such a huge part of World War One, and I think such a... a a big thing it just was missing in this and it felt like since a lot of this movie takes place in trenches that it could have been there yeah i don't disagree with that uh i'm not like i'm not super well versed on history and so from that perspective that didn't really bother me i mean i was just like i didn't think it really needed it because it's to me, it's it's it, once I like I said earlier, compare this to Dunkirk. It's like that movie didn't really have it, but I don't think it was any worse for it, or no. like anything like that. And that's kind of my thing with Dunkirk too. I like both movies miss were missing something to me. I think the well, production yeah. of both movies is fantastic. The scope, everything about that. I think they're both missing like a really good story. Yeah, that's I mean, and that's I don't think necessarily thematically it has to be like deep, but both this movie has more of a plot than Dunkirk does. Um, But even still and more character. Yeah. But even then, it's still just kind of like pretty simple. It's very simple. Yeah. Which I mean, war isn't simple. Um, So that I mean, that is probably one of my gripes. And I I don't want to say this is not a complex movie because there are some complexities to Mm -hmm. it. I just don't it just kind of felt like a tech demo a little bit to me and just in terms of look at this insane thing we can do production wise Mm -hmm. and it felt like I don't want to say it came at the expense of the story but it just felt like the story didn't it just wasn't that compelling to me Mm -hmm. it wasn't as compelling as I thought it was going to be okay sure it was I I if I'm being honest when I went in I was expecting like Dunkirk but World War One and maybe just looks a little nicer because it's Roger Deakins and to me that's kind of what I got 
I thought the set design in this really good. Oh, incredible! Fantastic. I mean, in that the kind blocking. Of, oh, I like it. Really, like you, you see like the trenches, and it just like I like I hate the trenches, but like I mean, you're you're supposed to because it's just so like dirty and gross, I and felt, every, and everyone's miserable. I felt very. That's an element of World War One. I'm, I'm glad they they incorporated mm -hmm. was just how miserable trench life was. And yeah, everybody's just kind of angry at each other. There was, uh, I think the actor's name Andrew Scott uh, plays towards the beginning of the movie. He plays like this officer who's like his, his commanding officer dies. And so he's kind of the commanding officer now. Um, and he's just like, he's this asshole and he just really doesn't care. Yeah, I, that I was thought, a funny part. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, also the first 10 minutes of this movie is just British people mumbling in world war one <laughs> lingo. Yeah. So be prepared to not understand anything. It got better as the movie went on, but also there was like less dialogue overall as the movie went on. But yeah, like the very beginning, especially when the two main characters are like talking to each other, it's just like I could not understand what some of what they were saying. Nope. It was all like under the breath. I'm like, oh, the Huns are going to blah, blah. Huh? Yeah. Cheerio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they do say cheerio. Um, the... I didn't really like the soundtrack either. Yeah, we talked but about that. I think there are parts I like. I think there's one theme I really like in the in the soundtrack, but no. I, I, and I I won't get into like what it is. Yeah, you'll have to tell me in the spoilers. But like, there's a certain part in the movie that I cannot spoil, but I felt like we didn't need the soundtrack to tell us what emotion we were feeling there. I felt like it was really heavy handed and there was like we were supposed to be feeling this one emotion. And uh, w I think without the soundtrack being as overbearing as it was, we would have been fine. And there were a few moments like that. But that one, this one moment stuck out to me. Uh, it was probably about halfway through the movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, I th as I think about it, I, this movie does have themes in it and in parts, I think it's well executed, mm -hmm. especially especially when it's like introduced. Yeah, there's one scene in particular where there are soldiers like sitting in the back of a truck mm -hmm. that I think is really effective. Um, but like after that, until like the end, I don't think there's very much substance to this movie. As yeah. like kind of because this is like a day, more or less. Yeah, a few hours like 12 hours kind of is like the time frame of this or 24 i imagine i guess because it's, it's kind of like yeah. it's 24 hours um the night time stuff i think is very inconsequential in my opinion i kind of agree that's probably I'm, the low maybe, point of the movie maybe but. i would change my mind and get something more out of it on a second viewing but on first viewing i was like it really bogged down not a ton of stuff is happening. I was confused at what was happening, why it was happening. I thought there was weird parts in the score and the pacing. Yeah. And and it just it didn't really feel like it said much in that time or stuff didn't really happen a lot. Okay. That's I think had that movie or had that part of the movie been better or I enjoyed that part more, I would have left this movie uh, a little bit more positively than I did, but um, yeah, it was it was a weird, weird like end of the second act. 
It didn't really me. bother me too much, but I do agree that it is the low point of the movie, I guess, in terms of I didn't like it as much as the rest of it, I guess. You want to get into spoilers, Jimmy? Give um, a rating first, or is there anything else you want to... I'm trying to think. I think the performances are very solid. Yeah, I think everyone's really Especially good. Especially considering that that's a lot of it is long takes. Mm. Uh, like I said, the blocking, just the production is fantastic. Yeah. Um, like Dunkirk, it's a movie you should see in the theater. The scope, I, I mean, yeah. the, the money shot is just beautiful. Mm. Um, even the stuff that's in the trailer, seeing it in the theater, it's just Very cool. with the music is like... You're like, you're like, this is pretty incredible. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, regardless of how you feel about the movie, it's just like, wow, that's spectacular. Uh, I'm going to give this movie an 8 out of 10. I think it's good. I think it's, the production is insanely good. Mm. The story was a little lacking. I think some of the themes come across as effective, but I think it could have been more complex as a whole and yeah. it's i haven't said this yet in the non-spoiler it's incredibly similar in the story to the movie gallipoli which i don't recall very well never seen it's like it. i think or it's like of it mel gibson on it. um oh, okay. literally it's the same plot get there's a trap or something or these people are going to get slaughtered you have to relay this message in time but i think the 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 main character is actually like that's their job is to run oh, messages okay. and they're like the fastest person in Australia or whatever it is. I uh, I will also give this movie an 8 out of 10. I, I do agree. I think the story could have uh, been a little bit stronger. Um, the themes and stuff didn't really bother me that much just because it is very just it is very much a snapshot of what could have happened in world war one even if it didn't really happen and i don't i don't know i even though i'm someone who like likes to dig into the themes a lot and likes to criticize a movie if it doesn't necessarily have uh or isn't consistent with that i didn't really bother me here um yeah yeah i think i'll probably critique that snapshot of world war like if it is that why it doesn't quite work for me i'll critique that in the spoilers okay on the spoilers, Jimmy. So, Olden, what do you want to talk about? Uh, what do I want to talk about in 1917? I want to talk about... Uh, I want to talk about the end where he's running across the field, because I really like that part. That's gorgeous. Yeah, I wish it wasn't in the trailer, but even if when it was in the but trailer... it wasn't in the trailer, that, it's, like, there's a lot of it. It's a lot longer in the movie. And it's just like, the scope of it is so, like, all these people... Like they all <laughs> had to insane. be like you had to block all of their movements and, and stuff and because you can see it all. Stunts, the yeah. explosions. I mean, oh my gosh, yeah. I wonder and how incredible. many takes they had. I I don't know, uh, but they nailed it with whatever they had. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I just wanted to mention how great that was, and it, it, that's that's one of those points in the movie, one of those several points in the movie where it's just like absolutely great. Um, like and like the plane crashing which is also in the trailer i think is also a really good bit in the movie uh, really i mean it's really hard to point at any one part of this movie and like say it looks bad or anything because i think all of it looks 
really quite good. I know you had you were like confused by the nighttime scene and why there were flares and stuff, but I thought that looked so good. It looks good. I like. I was like, are they burning the town? I assume down? that's what they're doing. I imagine that was what was happening, but it wasn't really clear. Which is, I I don't I don't think we needed to know that because the I, soldier wouldn't have known that. Yeah, he, he would have just wandered. And in. he was also out of it. Yeah. So I I get that, but like. Did he need to get shot in the head? Like, yeah. Well, did he? I was confused. He got what like, happened there? I well, hey, I don't know. I thought he just he hit lived. his head. Maybe he did, but he fell backwards and was shot. Did it hit yeah. his helmet? Well, that's why I wasn't sure because he, he like he felt recoil from something, but he didn't really have a bullet wound, and he just kind of had like a, I like it just kind of looked like he. Hit I his head. really didn't like that sequence when he was going into the town and then he was getting shot at. It just felt like unnecessary action. I mean, it kind of just he gets a head wound, and then he that leads him to lose a lot of time and then run into that woman and her baby. And that's the part of the movie. I was like, what does any of this have to do with anything? Like it just felt like a, a thing to slow him down. So it was more tense at the end, but it took like 30 minutes to get through all of that. And it's like, they were going to do this kind of set piece action, but it didn't think it was that good. I don't know. I none of that really bothered me. I guess that much. But did you think it was good? I didn't. I I don't know. I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was fine. I just didn't find like, it very I, entertaining. That whole that whole part of the movie, I don't think is like. I don't think it's unnecessary. I don't think it's also like great. I just think it's. I do think it's the worst part of the movie. But it just feels very meandering to me. Yeah. Well, it is the slowest part. I just I think disagree. if you're going to have one a movie shot as one take, you would think it'd be very focused. I don't know. What do you know, Jimmy? You haven't filmed a movie in one take. <laughs> <laughs> you're not Sam Mendes. No. <laughs> I'm not. Sam, Sam Mendes, Mendes is the one with millions of dollars. That's true. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't bothered by it i guess whatever uh my critique of you, you, the idea that it's a snapshot of war of the war is that the war was literally them just sitting in trenches yeah and but really be, nothing happening but that'd be boring if that's if they if they just did that so like i mean not necessarily i guess not but like it's like to have this story of something that could have happened but just probably didn't happen like for me it just it didn't feel like a snapshot of war because it started it just felt like it was a little ridiculous with the plane crashing right next to them and then the german guy just stabs him and kills him and then he goes and he just happens to end up in the the place and then he just is i it just felt very and then he literally well, goes through like a bunch of rapids Okay, I and is fine, and then he happens to run into the the squadron. Then. That's that's for me. I thought that was a little. I, there were a couple points why it was kind of eye rollingly like convenient. There was that. I also thought like him just con- like he just had the milk for the baby. I was like, okay, yeah, and also the British people just show up right after 
Tom and <laughs> I'm just gonna refer him to him yeah. refer to him as Tommen. Yeah. Because that's his character. I in thought Tommen's death scene was pretty good. Yeah. That was really very good. well acted. Yeah. One long take. Yeah. Um and but, I was like like the way they got him because it was one long take and they get his like his face is gray like after he dies but it wasn't like necessarily while he was dying so i'm just like how did they do that cgi maybe i, I think probably but it was kind of cool um i thought grief was probably the thing that worked best in this movie and i think it was definitely right when they gets in the truck and the soldiers are just and it's just like how it just went on I really liked that scene, just except for the music. That was the part I was talking about where I, I thought the music was really overbearing because it was, like, really just sad. I don't really I remember like, it. Okay. Well, it was just really sad. I'm like, we get it. Like, obviously, he's sad. We're sad. We liked the character. Like, and it I is a good scene. I did not see him dying. No. I thought they were going to be the whole movie, and then one dies at the end, you know? Yeah. I thought that was like halfway through the movie one of them dies not even maybe i don't know it was close to the halfway point yeah i thought up through that i like even with like kind of the ridiculousness of the airplane just falling i thought the whole thing with like the snow pedal things was a little on the nose and then i did too i was like okay i liked uh after he got out of the river i liked the scene of the soldiers singing yeah i thought that was a good scene i also just liked what they did with the camera work there um but i one, one of the things we haven't mentioned yet i really probably the most tense part of the movie is when they're in the cave-in i thought the, that was great the yeah the tripwire when with they, the rats they they go to an old um uh, it's now and now abandoned german trench and so they're in there and a rat accidentally triggers a tripwire and it blows up it's caving in that was it's, one of the true elements that was in that Esquire article was like the boot, the Germans really did booby trap their trenches like that and people would get caved in and yeah. stuff. That was gr- I don't know how they did the effects and all that for no. that too. There's some parts where I'm like, I don't know how they did that. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, uh, yeah. And the uh, that just reminded me, this isn't really a gripe I have, but the rat was like very CG. And also there was a cow in the movie that was very C- I don't know. They like CG really? the cow. I didn't. I thought the rats looked really good. I thought the rat looked the rat looked okay, but there was like one of the cows, like it looked really fake, and I was like, why did I you just get a cow? I didn't think so at all. Oh. I thought it was a real cow. I, I don't think so. I did not notice that CG. I okay. honestly was like, I couldn't tell if the rat like parts of the rat were real or not. Like okay, I thought the CG was really good. CG for yeah. the most part is really. But you good. are you tend to be more picky about that stuff yeah, I than guess. I am. One would say pickier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I I gotta mention this. So like the whole time, Tom and he's like, I gotta get to my brother, my older brother, and I'm like, it'd be great if it's just Joffrey, right? Yeah. Like and then it turns out to be Rob Stark. Okay, for context, Tommen is a character in Game of Thrones. I said that. Did you say that? I did say that. Okay. You never listen to me, Olin. I don't. You literally have one, jo- two jobs. <laughs> one is to listen to me, and the other is to react. And you, you failed one. <laughs> well, yeah. And so Joffrey is also a character in Game of Thrones. His older brother. Yeah. And Rob Stark is another character, which is his enemy. Yeah. So... 
I actually like, didn't notice it was Rob Stark until after you said that after. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he's after the fact. clean shaven. Yeah, and I thought he part. looked a lot like Tommen in this movie. Like, yeah. I thought they looked like they could have been related, but, I mean, they weren't, obviously. Um, I think that's kind of a gripe I have with this movie. Unnecessary cameos. Like, Benedict, that did not need to be... It was no, it, distractingly I mean, it, Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't know. You're, you're thinking, oh, that's Benedict Cumberbatch more than this is what he's saying in the movie. At least I did. I don't know. I, I don't mean, think I, it's I not mean, a I huge thought... issue, but it's like, I think it would have been better if it was just someone you didn't know. I guess I just thought it was kind of cool that you had these actors of like high caliber that are in it for like one scene. And they just like, they're willing to do that instead of being like the star of it. Because you also have Colin Firth and as I mentioned before, Andrew Scott, who's yeah, I mean he's he. I mean he's not a huge actor, but he's he's in quite a few things. Um, I don't know who else. Oh, Mark Strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess that didn't bother me. All right, or is that enough about uh, 1917? I think so. You should go see it. Uh, support this kind of movie because it's pretty cool. Would it have made your top ten of 2019? Uh, I don't know. I I my top ten of the year was pretty solid. I don't know if it would it would it'd make honorable mention for sure. I don't know if it would break top ten. Yeah, I don't think it would be on my top ten. Yeah. Would it make so, honorable mention? Uh, I don't think so. Dang. Cold hearted. Cold hearted. I'm somewhat disappointed. But we need to get on holding with right. this podcast. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing, Holden? Oh, uh, what am I doing, Jimmy? Um, well, I... Not a lot, because I've been busy with school um, and that kind of stuff. Snowboarding. Yeah, snow- falling I have been snowboarding. That's, that's really fun. I've been snowboarding um tuesday and thursday nights i do it for the entirety of this month and i've never snowboarded or skied before so this is an entirely new experience going down a snowy hill um it's pretty fun though i keep reminding him that he needs to wear a helmet because liam neeson's wife died on the bunny hill because she wasn't wearing a helmet and she hit her head and i actually on thursday i tried to like i tried to stop and I fell like down the hill backwards and my head like slammed on the hill, but I had a helmet on, so it was good. But it sounded bad. Like if I had not had that helmet on, I would have gotten a concussion. So good for that. <laughs> um, but anyway, besides that, I've been playing Donkey Kong Country Returns on the Wii. <laughs> Very good game. If you Dude, I had Donkey Kong Country on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, yeah? Never beat it. It's hard. Super difficult. Yeah. Never beat it. Even the Wii one's pretty difficult. The Wii one's, uh, it's not too bad now, especially because you can kind of cheese it and get a bunch of lives, but the levels are still difficult, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, So I've been playing that because I brought it from home. But then a big movie I've been watching this week, um, or I watched this week, was Sin City, uh, based off the graphic novel by Frank Miller. It's a Robert Rodriguez movie. Got a great cast, Bruce Willis, uh, Mickey Rourke, um, lots of people you know jessica alba because she was big back in 2005 um but it's it's great i loved this movie it's so just stylish and it's it 
it's just a good time. It, if, if you've probably seen like snapshots of it because it's black and white and it's heavily uses green screen. Um, but it's just, it's very over the top, but not too much. It very fits the, the vibe of a graphic novel. Um, it's, I absolutely adored the movie. I thought it was great. I kind of want to watch the second one, even though I heard it's not that good, but we'll see. Maybe I'll get around to it sometime. Um, but then actually the other thing I've been watching this week is unbelievable on Netflix. If you haven't seen this, it's a mini series and it's about this, uh, young woman who was raped but the uh she kind of gets like i wouldn't say tricked but she got she kind of gets like confused she's like very overwhelmed and she gets confused into like kind of saying that she wasn't raped to the police and then the police like end up trying to uh sue her for like false reporting and it's very interesting. It's based off of this Pulitzer Prize winning article. And there's this whole other side story that I'm sure will connect. I haven't gotten, I haven't finished it yet. There's this other side story going on. Start with Tony Collette and another actress. Um, it's really, really good though. I, I'm getting some, uh, it, it's, it's filmed very similarly to like Mindhunter. It's not David Fincher, but I'm getting some Mindhunter vibes from it. But it's, it's really, really good. I'd recommend it. Anyway, you, Jimmy, what have you been doing? Well, I, uh, I didn't start to student teaching this week, but it was my first full week of student teaching. Yeah. So I've been a busy bee, as they say. Um, so I don't really... I've been slowly but surely making my way through control. I think I'm almost done. I'm so. really close. You are really close. Uh, I might even be on like the last bit, but I had to go so <laughs> maybe leave in the middle of the last level. Um. But I will review it. I like it. I th- definitely there are things I would change about Control. But I, I love the effort. I love the original, the originality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on the second most recent season of South Park. Okay. I'm just getting to the episode Integrity Farms, which I understand is a big kind of thing moving forward. Towley reintroduced. Nice. So he's back. He's back. My favorite South Park character. <laughs> Um, Mr. Hankey said goodbye for a last time. Oh, he did? Yeah, that was sad, that. but hilarious. It's been a good season so far. That's good. Um, so I'm really looking forward to catching up, but then I'm be, I'll be sad because I'm like, oh, I'm, be, I'm out of South Park. Mm-hmm. And then I'll watch something, I guess. Better Call Saul? Who knows? Yeah, I've been thinking about starting Better Call Saul, but I also like... Part of me wants to just wait until it's all out. That's what I'm thinking too. I don't know. I don't know how many how much longer it's gonna go. So I don't imagine it going. I feel like six would be the end, right? It's not gonna go longer than Breaking Bad. Would Breaking it? Bad's five seasons. Five seasons. Yeah. So. Wow. I don't know. Guess it will probably. I guess it will. Um. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it. We're we're. Going on an hour and a half ish here, so maybe we should wrap it up. Hold yeah. on. On next week, Doolittle? No. Veto. No. Veto. <laughs> we got to review Doolittle. Or we could review City God or The Lighthouse. No one wants to hear about those, Jimmy. <laughs> Everyone wants to hear our opinion on Doolittle starring Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> or we review The Lighthouse. Okay, well, we'll decide what we're doing. Let's see um, what the Doolittle reviews are, and then we'll <laughs> review The Lighthouse. 
<laughs> anyway, <laughs> now that that's on digital. Um, so we'll do that. We got City of God coming. I do want to do a review of Fallen Order at some point. Yeah, so if we I should remember it soon. at all. Play yeah. that over like Thanksgiving break. Well, you'll remember something. You can do a little bit of freshening up on it or something. Um, <laughs> uh, Sitting over here shaking. Jimmy, my yeah, head. Jimmy's shaking his head at me. Um, yeah, you I don't review know. We Fallen Order. I'll review Control. We can do a double episode on. We'll do an all gaming episode. There Ooh, you go. Maybe. Uh, yeah, we'll just just see what we're doing next week. We'll decide. Uh, links are in our descriptions for social media and stuff. Write it. Give us a five star review or donate to our Patreon if you want to recommend a movie for our queue. Which we might be moving up, which we might be uh, closing in on if uh, we review City of God next week. So, yeah. City also City of God is on Netflix now. So if you want to watch it before we review it, there you go. The words of the British in 1917. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> good one. All right. Uh, yeah, that's it. Adios, pantalones. Love you.